All right, welcome back to Ask the Water Polo Goalie, where I answer your questions about being a water polo goalie and other questions about the sport of water polo. If this is your first time listening, my name is Glenn Bush, and I'm an assistant coach with UCSD Men's Water Polo Program. This week's question is one I saw on Reddit and one that I answered there, and the question is, I'm currently a goalie in junior year, starting to do things like email coaches trying to get recruited. And a lot of the field players on my team go to clinics like Tony Azevedo or Wolf Weigel's clinics. But these are pretty expensive, and I was wondering whether these types of clinics were worth it for goalies to go. What kind of value can I expect out of them? And would going to a clinic of a college coach help with recruitment? First thing, do not evaluate camps as a recruiting tool. You need to evaluate them on whether or not they will help you make you a better water polo player for your remaining high school years and then hopefully for your collegiate years. I don't know what Wolf does with goalies at his camps. I know that at Tony's camps, he's used uh, Ms. Zelmer, a former German national team goalie. I don't know him personally. I've heard good things about him as a person and as a coach from other people. And when I look at Tony's website for his camps, I see sessions that are with Merrill Moses. You know, he's another great goalie. So based on that, there are two great resources to improve your play as a goalie, and that's at Tony's camps. I would recommend talking with others that have attended these camps and see if it was worth it. And check out other camps. Maybe a week-long camp in the summer will be more bang for your buck. And I'm sure they still offer this, but and it's been a long time since I've looked at pricing or been to a camp. But if a, one high school or one club team sends a certain number of players, then you can get a discount on the pricing. But in general, anytime you get more reps and you can see a wider range of shooters and scenarios, the better you will get. But these camps are costly, and if you have limited resources, you'll need to pick and choose which ones will work for you and your budget. Now, do coaches use camps as a recruiting tool? Sure. No, it's not their primary source. They view them more as a moneymaker to help their assistant coaches earn more money because most assistant coaches get paid daily squat. Now, lucky for me, coaching is a side gig, so I have another full-time job that pays the bills. The primary way camps are used as a recruiting tool is to sell the campus and to sell the program so that when you are thinking about playing in college, that you will reach out to that coach in that school first. And occasionally, yeah, a diamond in the rough pops up at one of these camps, and then the camp becomes a direct recruiting tool. Let's talk a little bit more about the recruiting aspect of this question. I'm going to add some caveats here. I don't really involve myself with the recruiting at UCSD. I will evaluate players, mostly goalies, and I will check out some games every now and then But like I said earlier, I have a full-time job. So when it's not water polo season, I slow down on the water polo side. Also, I don't know how other programs exactly handle their recruiting efforts. So what I'm going to say here are generalizations from what I've seen and from what I've heard from other staffs. Coaches get a ton of emails and constant updates that get annoying. So don't be a stage five clinger. With the teams you're emailing, have you looked at their rosters and their goalie situation? If their starter is young and they have four plus goalies on their roster, then recruiting another goalie is going to be a low priority. But obviously, they'll leave the door open for known studs, and it it still doesn't hurt to reach out. And if you do start a dialogue with a coach, don't be afraid to ask them about their goalie situation and that depth chart. You You want to know your potential timeline to be the starter or their vision for your progression. This is your water pool career. And most coaches, they're going to be honest with you. The coaches that I know and interact with want potential college players to find the best fit for them, 
and the best opportunity for them. We all know that you only get four years at this, so you want to make the best chance for yourself. Now, yes, we're all biased in thinking that our program is the best one for you, but we're also realists, and we know that it won't be. So find the best one for you, and the one that will give you the best four-year experience, both on education and playing. And don't be afraid to ask questions. Talk to former uh, players or current players. Get a feel for what the program's culture is. Again, find the best fit for you. Another thing is with so many high schools and so many leagues out there, it's tough to tell how good a player is just based on their accolades. Now, the caveat is unless they're from a strong school in a really strong league in a competitive CIF section. But after that, you know, this is why Junior Olympics and other large summer tournaments become a big evaluating tool for coaches. First, they have more time. You know, during the fall, they're busy with their own season. Second, they can measure you against known clubs and known players or if you're a starter on a good club, then that can elevate you on their watch list. As I said earlier, you don't want to over-email coaches and over-update them, but the occasional update on when you're playing good clubs or in big summer tournaments, you know, those are good emails because coaches are probably already going to these tournaments and they can get some eyes on you. Most coaches are not going to email you back and tell you that they're going to be at such and such game. That is unless you're a top recruit and they want to show you as much love as possible. What they'll usually do is just show up or someone from the staff will just show up. They'll evaluate you and they'll take off and you won't even know they were there. When I go to a game, I don't wear team gear. I want to watch water polo in peace and quiet. Because what usually happens when I'm wearing gear is parents come up and they ask a bunch of questions or they try to pimp their kid. Now, I get it. You know, I'm not mad at them. But that conversation it prevents me from doing what I came there to do. Now, I'm lucky that I'm not a head coach or the main assistant because they get recognized anyways and parents and people will come up and talk to them regardless. Probably a big thing in the recruiting process is does your high school or club coach have some good college contacts? A recommendation from a known high school or club coach or you know a former collegiate player, it goes a long way in the recruiting process. It cuts through the noise because they're going to usually give an honest assessment of where you are as a player and your potential. And college coaches will reach out to high school and club coaches that they know to ask about you if you've contacted them. And it doesn't have to be your coach. It could be your rival high school's coach. No, they just want to get a feel for what an honest assessment of you as a player is by a trusted source. A lot goes on in the background without you hearing a peep from a coach. If they engage back, then there's a legitimate interest in you. And if you don't hear anything, then maybe they're not interested in you. Or you're so far down the recruiting list that they'll finally reach out to you once the people above you on their list don't pan out. There's limited roster spots, and coaches have their priorities of what they need to recruit. And if they don't get that, then they'll move down to their second and third options. When you start the recruiting process, you need to be brutally honest with yourself about your ability and your physical stature. Hopefully your high school or club coach can help you assess what type of schools you should target or if even college water polo is the right path for you. Maybe it's club polo. I would ask you, have you seen any college games? Have you seen them live and in person? Do you think you can do that? Can you be that size? Can you handle the physicality? Do you know if you can handle the commitment and the training requirements to play at the college level? When I played in college, our team's tryouts were the first few days of Hell Week. And during my freshman year, there was one guy, he was another freshman, he was from Oregon. He jumped out of the pool 
during the opening conditioning set. I think we maybe did maybe 200 so far. He couldn't make it. He realized he couldn't hang and handle the training, and he left. Uh, another year, a guy, I think he played at a bigger SoCal water polo program. I can't remember which one. His sophomore year, he decided to try out for the team. I think I was a junior at this time, uh, and I was refing inner tube water polo, and he played for a frat. And he was the best player on their team, and I overheard his teammates telling him he should try out for the college team because, you know, dominating inner tube water polo is just the same as playing real water polo. But during the first practice, he got out halfway through the opening set, and then he just never came back. What is demanded at the college level is a big commitment physically, mentally, and time-wise. And you need to be ready for it. And these two guys were not. So be honest with yourself. See if you can get an honest assessment from a trusted third party. That could be a coach. That could be a former teammate or friend that has played at the college level. It could be an older brother or sister of a friend or teammate that has played at college and kind of give you the real aspect of what it takes to be a college player and if you have it. But once you get through that and you are starting the recruiting process, I wish you the best of luck. It can be a drag at times. But just if you really want to play in college water polo, you have to get through it. Remember, if you have a question, you can email me it. The email for this podcast is in the show description. There's also a link in the show description if you want to leave an audio message and hear yourself on this podcast. But thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time.